The Old Testament reading is from Ezekiel chapter 17, verses 20 through 24, a beautiful messianic promise. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of the cedar and will set it out. I will break off from the topmost of its young twigs, a tender one, and I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel will I plant it, that it may bear branches and produce fruit and become a noble cedar, and under it will dwell every kind of bird in the shade of its branches. Birds of every sort will nest, and all the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I bring low the high tree and make high the low tree, dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I am the Lord, I have spoken, and I will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. The epistle reading is from 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 10, our heavenly dwelling. For we know that if the tent, which is our earthly home, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling, if indeed by putting it on we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or or evil. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. The Holy Gospel is taken from the Gospel of Mark, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite your careful hearing as this will serve as the basis for the meditation today, taking us into the other lessons as well. And he, Jesus, said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade." Many such parables he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples he explained everything. This is the Gospel of the Lord. 
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Please bow your head and heart with me for a word of prayer. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. In that Redeemer, Jesus Christ, your fellow saints of the Most High God, let me begin by wishing a happy Father's Day to all the dads and granddads who are here and thanking you for being the spiritual head of your household and bringing uh, your family, your loved ones here with you and all lifelong setting that example for your children. It's not easy being a dad, and it may not be easy being here on Father's Day. I've known through the years some saints who have vacated the premises on both Mother's Day and Father's Day because they feel they can't live up to the ideal. But remember that God is the ideal, and you and I are the real. So hang in there with me today, and don't let the law get in the way of your hearing of the gospel, because it being Father's Day and all, the words in the gospel lesson today are hard words for you and me to hear and handle. They hit us right where it hurts, right in our pride. And we fathers know all about pride, don't we? It's sort of a guy thing, if you will. It has to do with our egos, our self-images of who we are, of being macho. Just ask our wives. It's hard for guys who are used to strutting our stuff, posturing before mirrors as we flex and primp and preen, as we bellow and bluster and bluff our way through life, to admit that we need help, that we're not self-sufficient, in fact, that we're nothing without God. God, it's hard to be humble. Our flesh rebels. What? Me? Helpless? Weak? Unable? You've got to be kidding. After all, I'm strong, healthy, independent, able body, sound of mind, and don't forget, good-looking. All that being true, I'm not going to argue with you, for I think the same about myself. You and I say, or you and I, says God's word, says Jesus, by way of parable in our text, still need help. The gospel for today is part of a larger section in which Jesus is sharing about the kingdom of God and what it looks like and consists of. In the parables of the sower, the seed, and the mustard seed, Jesus says this is the kingdom. This is how it comes. And I am the key, the king. And in the giving of the parables, he shares a word of warning. Let him who has ears hear. We have a role to play. And how well we play it determines the benefits and blessings experienced by ourselves and those we love. The measure to which you apply the truth of God's word in your life is the measure to which you will reap the benefits. But remember, says Jesus, who is the Lord of the harvest? 
the Lord of heaven and earth, and not you or me. For all the blustering and bullying, let's call it what it is, that we sometimes do, saying things like, I'm the master of my own fate, the king of my castle, the ruler of my roost, that doesn't change the fact that the kingdom is not ours, and neither are we king. He is. It's his kingdom. It's the one we constantly pray for in the prayer he taught us. God save us from the tyranny of self, the blindness that sees only self in the center of our life, that seeks to be served rather than to serve. Seems to me that Jesus says whoever exalts themselves will be brought low, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. But with the word of warning contained in these parables comes a word of encouragement as well. If you and I will but hear it, if we will but heed Christ's warning, if we would but abdicate the throne, then we would hear from the throne that it is a throne of grace from which we receive grace, grace upon grace, grace without and grace with which to do our living and loving, yes, our fathering, our parenting. Grace with, grace with which to leave it in the Heavenly Father's hands rather than to try to grasp it with our own. Grace which comes to us from the almighty eternal hands of our Lord through the crucified risen and ascended hands of our Savior, who says it's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet, when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. You hear it? God promises big things from our small faithful efforts. That, to me, is good news. When it seems all my efforts are in vain, when nothing seems to be working or turning out like I think it should or quite right, then God says, don't worry. It'll turn out okay. Remember, it's not up to you, but me. Yours is the duty. I'll supply the results. If you're faithful, I'll bless. If you care, I'll cure. If you try, I'll get it done. If you do, I'll crown your efforts with success. I'll grow the tree from the seed. Patience, Papa and Mama when it doesn't seem to be doing any good, going anywhere, getting the job done, when you can't see any good or godly results, trust the Lord. Trust his word, his promises, his power. When you wonder, worry, as you wait, keep watering with the word, 
Pour it on, immerse them in it, deluge them with it. For the word of God, the message of the cross of Christ and him crucified and risen again is the very power of God unto salvation. The very power of God himself. And it continues to work on the hearts and in the lives of those it's expo who are exposed to it. The love of God in Christ is moving. It tugs at the heart. It does its job. It doesn't return unto God void, but it accomplishes that purpose to which he sends it. It creates faith. It moves us to believe, to trust him. Sometimes it seems that's all you have. But trust him, it's enough. It's all you need. It's the one thing needful. It's all powerful. It'll work because it's God's word. Wait and don't worry. Work, pray, pay attention to the word, to the details of loving, to the opportunities to love, to the person and people God has placed in your life to care for and keep on loving. For that kind of effort will grow the kingdom. It will bring the king with all of his presence and power, all of his promises and blessings to bear. So hang in there. Don't give in to the temptation to blow, to bluster and brag and bluff your way through life and its situations, through your relationships with others. Humble yourself before God, before your spouse, your children and grandchildren. Rely on your Lord and rest in Him. Remember the scriptures that tell us we have this treasure in earthen vessels to show the transcendent, the all-sufficient power is from God and not from us. Therefore, don't lose heart. Or again, from today's epistle reading, we live by faith, not by sight. It's God who renews, restores, readies us for battle once again. And it is a struggle to raise children, not just right, but rightly, righteously in the Lord. Look at the imagery of the cedar in the Old Testament reading for today from Ezekiel and the mustard seed that Jesus uses. That's your role, Dad, Mom, but especially Dad, to provide shade, a place to light, to, to rest, to be a refuge where they can relate to God's love and life. That's who you are. That's the role you play in your family. And if you play it, they will rejoice. For they will find shade in your love, your humble love that looks to the Lord. And they'll find guidance as they look to where you're looking. They'll find Christ in his gospel as they see you forgiven and forgiving, extending grace and mercy without end and seeking it and asking for it for yourself 
from God and from them. See how much God can do. We can do, he can do it, even with fathers. For he is the Father, our Heavenly Father, and in Jesus Christ, our forgiving forever Father. That's the point of the parables before us today. Good parenting, like everything else, will happen because God will make it happen. God will bless, God will bring it about. God will raise your and my lowly efforts to his lofty heights. God will raise your and my paltry efforts by his almighty power. And God will turn our temporal tryings and trials into eternal triumphs and treasures. So trust him. He who has promised is faithful, and he will do it. He did it once in Jesus, and he'll do it again through Jesus. Remember, by Jesus, he is your true, eternal, heavenly Father. And the peace of God which passes all of our understanding will keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, your risen and reigning Lord and Savior. Amen.